0: Welcome back everybody! The Insider Media Group is so excited to be hosting this episode of The Inside Scoop, where we connect, create, and empower. My name is Rana.
1: And my name is Grace, and we'll be your co-host for today's episode. I am so excited for the guest we have today, so without further ado, let's just get right into it. Our special guest, her name is shannon lewis and she is the president of the canadian media's directors council however aside from that she has had an amazing career in the media industry and is truly a leader in the canadian me- media scene so i will pass over the baton to shannon so she can introduce herself and if you'd like to tell us your story
2: okay thank you so much grace for that lovely introduction um what a morning uh i want to just say Thank you so much for having me here. It's an absolute delight to share, hopefully, some wisdom and knowledge in my you know, international journey to um, now be at the helm of the Canadian Media Directors Council. So um, I think your first question was about what is your story? Well, where do we start? I always say, so in marketing, I say an origin story, because I think everything you think <laughs> of your own personal journey as a brand, it's like, what is your heritage and what is your origin? So I would say my origin story started out, you know, I'm, I am a female leader in the media <laughs> landscape. I'm an absolute culture lover. It's a little bit of art and science. I've always been fascinated, even from the beginning, with consumer behavior. And at the end of the day, marketing, advertising industry is really about shaping how you're shaping or even reflecting culture. From a young age, I was always kind of on the pulse of. You know what's happening in you know in culture and society, and what at the end of the day, what makes people tick, and what makes people inspired and motivated to change their behavior. So it's kind of been innate. Mm-hmm. As a person, I am absolutely tenacious. For those who know me well, I am a little bit unstoppable, and especially at a really young age, I was definitely unstoppable. And where that got me going in my career was, I'll never forget, you know, calling every CEO in advertising and marketing on the phone in those days to learn more about the nuances of the business. And this is, uh, this is actually even before the Mad Men era or the Mad Men <laughs> show was released. So you can just imagine. And I think that tenacity really kind of shined to a lot of the leaders of t- um, that I spoke to. And then also just per- pushing my personal limit. I loved outdoors and i love nature. So I, I remember I, well, I made a personal goal of my mind to, climb Kilimanjaro. So it's 19,690 feet. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> it was a goal of mine that I, and I do believe in goals and I kind of, you know, some people say you're bucket list. So it's mm-hmm. something that I checked off about eight years ago. Um, and up on the mountains, I did learn the the beauty of slowing down. So mm-hmm. you cannot climb Kilimanjaro at speed. <laughs> um, you have to actually climb it because of the altitude, climb it with pace. You no, know, just, just, Taking in kind of a the natural beauty of being up, you know, in in the mountains in Africa, in Tanzania, um, but you kind of everything slows down. So the air quality slows down, your breath, your movements, your thoughts, etc. The reason why I'm saying this is because I think it resonates today as a leader.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So through the pandemic, even though everything is at kind of a rapid pace, even when I speak to leaders, they're kind of moving. At such, at such speed and, and also a, very agile and pivoting. Um, but I think it's a really good time for all of us to sit back and reflect. Um, and Gracie said, you know, you're looking at your career and the different opportunities. I think right now is a perfect opportunity to, again, reflect on the world around you. And, and sometimes challenges brings opportunities. So with that being said, I do have over 18 years international experience. I started uh, Homegrown Canadians. I started working at, in advertising for some of the tier one companies. So Jay Walter Thompson, mm-hmm. um, that was actually the oldest ad agency. It is old as ad agency. Unfortunately, it not unfortunately, fortunately it blended into um, a new agency about two years ago, but it was again, steeped in heritage. Mm-hmm. I worked across some iconic brands, the craft and Diageos of the world and the Philly cream cheese angel campaign that is the oldest campaign I think still out there it launched in 19 I believe 82. So from that I also um, then went to Sydney mm-hmm. and learned a lot about the Australian market there's a lot of similarities with um, with our marketplace here and worked on some big brands uh, iconic global brands for MNC and as well as J. Walter Thompson Australia and then I moved my career to London England so I've really you know, have the drive to learn something new and learn different markets and cultures internationally. Mm-hmm. And, and the beauty of advertising and marketing is sometimes you have the opportunity to, to get exposure to other marketplaces because it is a very transferable business. So for all the young people out there, it is even beyond the Canadian borders. Even though we want to keep you here in terms of young talent, <laughs> um, there's always opportunity later on to, to move your career. So with that being said, um, with this fresh kind of global lens, it's actually kind of created, yeah, opportunities here to to, pr- to approach different briefs and approach my business at CMDC with kind of a entrepreneurial and international perspective.
1: That is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your entire journey with us. Hearing your things outside of your career, like climbing your. Ki- <laughs> I cannot pronounce that that on my first try ever, but that was a really great uh, perspective to kind of put it into because oftentimes when people view what a leader is, they often think like they're always booked and busy. They're always on the go. So hearing that, like even as a leader, you can take time to gain these new perspectives and admire. take the time to admire nature as well and Go after your personal goals is really inspiring to hear. Thank
2: you. I think every mm-hmm. you said busy and I think everyone is busy. That's just the nature of our new world, right? Mm-hmm. However, I I've always believed in, you know, showing up. You can always, you should always show up for something mm-hmm. that you've committed to. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of power in that. So that's something that's kind of and that comes down to your core values of, you know, who you are as an individual and a person. And and that obviously I do believe that transcends to your business life there isn't a difference. You are who you yeah. are, right? Mm-hmm, so I feel, like, I feel like you really need to um, you know, figure out what, what are your values and your core values. And the beauty is thinking of your career, there's also a lot of companies and brands that hire based off obviously experience and expertise and mm-hmm. passion, but on a value system. So I think yeah. a value system has never been more important as today that your values align.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of that quote, wherever you are, there you are, you know, like you have your own set of core values that you can carry with you anywhere, no matter what the circumstance. And at the end of the day, whether you're in Sydney, Australia, or London, UK, or in Toronto, you know, you can be that leader as long as you take the opportunity to do your homework and to show up, as you said. (laughs) That's amazing. I'd love to dive deep a little bit more into your career in media. You know, we've seen that you've worked in media relations and marketing and branding and PR sorry, in media consulting um, and now you're a prominent leader in the Canadian industry and probably globally as well. And, you know, as a student, oftentimes the lines can get quite blurred between these different fields and these different facets of the industry. And it seems quite diverse and vast and almost overwhelming at times to look at the media industry as a whole. So I'd love to just know a little bit more about how have all of these experiences led you to where you are today? And how would you describe the media industry? Is there a particular area of it that you really are very passionate about? um, Or do you kind of love that, how diverse it is?
2: That is a great question. I think, you know, our media business, the definition of media has changed, right? Mm -hmm. And the beauty of that is with change comes opportunity. And for a young person starting out their career is there's so many facets of our media business and media agency business that maybe you're not aware of. So there's, you know, there's, I'll give you a little picture, but it's a little bit of art and science. So the science would be the, you know, the technical skills that the data, data and analytics, the performance analytics, the investment side of our business. So, where do you invest strategically and with intention with your clients' marketing dollars? And then the kind of art of it is, you know, what is, let's dive deep into some insights that are going to ignite um, ideas on how to change behavior. So, it's all based off consumer insight. And then on top of that, There's the operations of the business that you can enter, Mm -hmm. right? So there's account management and strategy and finance and human resources. So it's such a multi-layered industry. And there's also partners. So not only, so I run the CMBC that represents Canadian media agencies. Within our agencies, we work with an array of partners from the tech giants. So Google and Facebook and Twitter and Snap. And then we also work with some fantastic broadcasters, Rogers, Bell, Chorus, CBC, which obviously is the fabric, represents the fabric of, of, you know, being a a Canadian in our our Canadian identity. And we also work with some fantastic publishers like the Globe and Mail and the Toronto Star and Star Metro, that is sorry, Toronto Star. So, (laughs) So what I'm trying to say is you can see there's so much scope and scale in our business. So there's so much opportunity. And that's my message to the next generation is don't be afraid to ask questions because media is not, not necessarily what you think media is. It is such a rich, diverse ecosystem. And then beyond the functions of that, how the media ecosystem works, there's the most important asset I think is human capital. And that's the people,
0: Mm -hmm. if you think of the,
2: the people that drive the industry We have, as I said, we have data scientists, we have strategists, we have creators, we have makers, we have collaborators. So it's a very diverse set of voices within our industry and also expertise and knowledge and wisdom. So for me, for you, my message to you is that's actually quite an exciting time to be in the media business and also look at the evolution of media and how it's accelerated over the past 12 months. With the rise of e-commerce and the mm-hmm. rise of digital, so I, I feel like now is a time to to be excited about what the industry that we're in, um, and also the Canadian media industry that we're in. We're really about supporting, just from a CNBC perspective, we're, we're the Canadian Media Directors Council. So we're really about supporting the Canadian media ecosystem and looking mm-hmm. at how we contribute to that ecosystem and it's kind of a bigger picture kind of thing but it's also is how are we contributing to our you know job creation here on our canadian soil our democracy yeah <laughs> the health and well-being economic well-being of our, our our society so there's you know there's some bigger picture kind of initiatives that we are definitely leaning into and addressing at a at a cmdc level
1: and I think it's really great how you you touched upon how media really helps shape our environment as well, especially at times like this, when information that is accurate is so important to be spread out to- So rare everyone. sometimes. Sometimes so rare as well. So kind of diving further into that, when it comes to media and the risk of miscommunication as well, where do you, what's your perspective on some of these mass waves of misinformation that can come from more unreliable media sources and how does the CMDC as well kind of respond to issues such as this?
2: I think a great question, especially with the groundswell of misinformation over the past um, Mm -hmm. few years. Uh, I think it comes down to two things. One is trust and transparency. Mm -hmm. And at CMDC, I've mentioned this before, but we... We actually have a Canadian media task force that looks at this initiative from a, a, you know, a bigger picture. And it's like, how are we proactively coming together as leaders in the industry Mm -hmm. to support Canadian media and advertising channels that are trusted sources? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, that's always been our mission. And I think as leaders, we also want to look at it from an advertising, you know, uh, accountability, responsibility, and also from a brand safety perspective. Because if you think of uh, marketers today, they want to be in brand safe environments and they want to associate themselves with premium content. So as media experts, we need to ensure that we are um, providing you know, brand safe, healthy Canadian media ecosystem. So that's, that's really critical and it's really top on our agenda. We know that the pandemic has shaken things up a bit. There's no doubt about it. You know, Canadian media is struggling. As if you look at different news sources and local news outlets, you even look at what's happened in Australia with the ban on news across Facebook channels that caused, you know, not only a local outcry, it also was a global issue. Yeah. So I, I just feel like we're, we're very mindful of it as an association. We're on top of it. And just because of the COVID kind of financial pressures we have, we have faced as leaders Mm -hmm. And, you know, market spend dropping. This issue is so critical because we as leaders and also with consumers are looking for trusted sources. Mm -hmm. And they're looking for trusted environments. So I think as media leaders is how we creating those trusted, how we continue to fuel those trusted, um, healthy environments that consumers can engage with.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, so much of what you said, I resonate with you. And I think. For all our viewers listening, like not only, you know, we talked about kind of the diversity of the media field itself and all the industries and all the roles and kind of how interconnected all of the different pieces of the media industry are, but it's also kind of growing in in necessity. So there's definitely a place for students coming into the media industry to think about their own experiences um, within their own personal lives and how we use media on a day to day basis. And also, if you're interested, how you might be able to kind of play a role within the fabric of the Canadian scene as well, because there's definitely a place, whether you're interested in finance or marketing or HR, there's definitely room for you in the media industry. And also, in the past 12 months, as you described with like the rise of e-commerce, and then also kind of all these new events around misinformation, more has changed in the last 12 months than maybe like in a decade in the media industry. That's a bit of a hyperbole, but just to show kind of the pace of change, which is kind of extraordinary. So definitely yeah, resonate with a lot of what you said.
2: You're 100% right. And not only, um, I think everything's accelerated during the pandemic, right? So you also yeah. look at, and some things, you know, some obviously the pandemic has brought on grand challenges to humanity, first of all, and to business and diff- across different categories. There's categories and brands that have been harder hit by the pandemic than others. You can't deny that. But there's also the, you know, shining light and the beauty of it. There's opportunity. A lot of businesses pivoted quickly, and they, you know, there's a, they pivoted quickly to look at, you know, either re-energizing their category or going into a completely different line of business based off the consumer need that was out there in the community. There's also the rise of local, which I think is so powerful and so fascinating. Is, you know, there's this rise in the local community to support local businesses and Canadian brands. And you even see when you think of local, it's beyond little businesses around the corner. It's also the big brands are stepping up. Like RBC um, launched a campaign called Canada Unite, where they would incentivize customers to spend with local their local businesses. So at scale. Yeah. So I feel like every brand is doing its part. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you know, the great challenges for us as leaders, also off, also is great opportunities right for great leadership to shine mm-hmm. and we definitely we've definitely seen that over the past few months
0: I, mean, I feel like the essence of this conversation could be you know challenge precipitates opportunity because <laughs> there's definitely challenges i mean we spoke earlier about um, like offline about the challenges of online schooling and i'm sure all of our like listeners can relate to that it's oh, not yeah. that fun but maybe this has been coming for a long time you know it's also opened up opportunities for international students who may not be able to travel to their country of choice and study in their, um, in the field they want to work to. So whether it's here to stay or not, it's definitely been an opportunity that has changed the entire educational landscape entirely in such a short amount of time. And I think that pretty much is echoed across all industries as well.
2: Yeah, I think that's interesting. I think that's about, you know, the access to information and access to education, Mm
0: -hmm. which,
2: which is when you, you know, it should, we should break down the borders and the barriers to education because it should be accessible to all, right? And like you said, anyone internationally can attend a course. Obviously, I think it's going to kind of, I think it actually is going to change certain industries and, and, and also, and, and kind of evolve different industries. Um, If you look at even the future of the workplace, which is kind of a hot, Topic right now, yes. Um, Especially looking forward to 2021 and 2022, what does that look like? And a lot of leaders are trying to kind of navigate navigate the operational side of what the future of the workplace is, and what also the need is. Again, the the day our business is based off people Mm -hmm. and what people want and need and desire and what inspires them. So, if you look at the future of the workplace, I personally believe it will be a hybrid approach. <laughs> that you cannot deny human connection and collaboration and partnership that has to exist it's part of our DNA as people and I think that the lack is really where people struggled lately and continue to The silver lining is there's a lot more you know empathy amongst individuals now people are very empathetic about people's current situations So I feel like the backstory back to the future work is, You know, maybe the hybrid approach, it might be independent personal work at home, um, when you need to, and then collaborative spaces that allow you to brainstorm and allow you to connect and allow you to collaborate with those that you need to. So it'll be very, very interesting to see the future and how, and how we as leaders also shape the future of what that looks like.
0: Amazing. I'm so excited now for the future of work. (laughs) I mean, I definitely don't miss my commute, that's for sure. But I miss talking with my friends in our breakout rooms and doing projects in person and brainstorming Mm -hmm. and, you know, writing on the whiteboard together. That is like so productive. It's so fun. It's like some of my most memorable experiences, not only in work, but in school. So I'm excited. Hopefully, you know, the future is bright for 2021, 2022, fingers crossed. And the opportunities that the pandemic has presented we'll kind of continue and we'll be able to leverage those for years to come. Shifting gears a little bit, we talked about borders. uh, We talked about global opportunities. So I'd love to hear, you know, you mentioned that you've worked in a variety of countries. Could you speak to some of your experiences that has stood out to you and maybe what made you return to Canada?
2: Ooh, good question. I'm just going to think about that a little bit for a second. So I did spend over eight years in international markets, so Sydney, Australia. I did a little stint in Hong Kong, and London, England. Um, it really gave me kind of a global perspective and lens on people. It's the heart of our business. is what drives them, what inspires them, um, what motivates them. At the end of the day, workplace is what we just talked about—the future of workplace—and also the bigger, um, the bigger picture about the global economy. Which really, you know, it it actually it makes you look at a problem differently from different angles. And it also makes you open to different ideas and diversity in like thinking and and embracing different ideas as well. So what I'm trying to say is different, international work experience is undeniably valuable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and there's no doubt, I definitely recommend anyone to do that um, at some point in their career. I, at the same time, I do feel like it's important to have foundation So it's important to set some roots. Well, your home base, base. your home base, exactly. Set some roots from your professional and also your personal, personal life. For me, that's Canada. I was born on Canadian soil, and now raising a family, being here is is so important.
1: That is definitely a really great perspective to kind of be able to learn more, and you kind of see how people are the same no matter where you go. They're It's always it's always a collaborative environment. It's always inspiring to hear from other voices, but then going back to your roots as well. And now you're you're here to kind of like better the Canadian media landscape.
2: I think there's some beauty about being in Canada too. I mean, we have such a you know in our industry there are a diversity of voices and people Mm -hmm. and thinking that can be applied to our industry and beyond. And I think we Canada should be proud of that and. We should as an industry should be proud of that. And that's what ultimately diversity and voices is gonna bring better decisions, better better outputs, better solutions. So I feel like that is where progress happens. And I feel like Canada is perfectly poised for that. Um, mm-hmm. so so it's it's a good time to be here. There's no doubt about that.
0: Definitely. I mean, I can speak to the level of pride that me and my family have when we look at, you know, we just watch a movie or TV and you see a Canadian actor on the screen or you see a building that you recognize from downtown Toronto or, you know, oh, I think they filmed that in Hamilton. Ah. Um, there's an instant <laughs> level of just like immense pride. Like, I don't know if, you know, if anybody else does this, but like, we instantly like search up that entire background. Like, where did that person grow up? You know, what high school did they go to? <laughs> Is you see yourself in those experiences. So there's the pride factor, is definitely, I think, a a really special part of the Canadian industry and that whole media experience in Canada.
2: Yeah. And you touched upon like media, like creative production is interesting because, you know, we were called the Hollywood North. There were a lot of (laughs) creative shoots in Toronto and, you know, Toronto and beyond, basically, uh, in Vancouver, especially because of proximity to the US. And also the Canadian dollar at that time, I don't know, but I have to look at it now. But um, <laughs> it's very favorable to shoot here, and there's some regulations also that are are benefit. But the beauty is, um, you know, businesses coming here, which is, and it still is during the pandemic. So a lot of the big brands, from a production point of view, are are shooting here and bringing, you know, money into the Canadian economy, which is fantastic. And also, it celebrates celebrates talent as well. Um, I know. This is beyond commercial production, but I think Handmaid's Tale is the one that's shooting in Hamilton Yeah, <laughs> um, But I'm sure you saw the Twitter kind of teasers uh, that went out and, there's a, and then there's also some other big brands like Nintendo is shooting here. Some US brands are coming up. So it's, it's, it's great to see that. And I hope that we see that flourish.
0: Yeah. One of my friend's favorite moments is like being in downtown Toronto and then seeing all the the handmaids come out with their outfits and they're literally filming right there on the street. So it's really exciting. Yeah. I mean, we're approaching kind of the we're approaching time. But I'd love to hear maybe just one thing. What has been your most challenging or memorable project and why?
2: That's good. I would say so in your career and in life, there's always highs and lows. So, you know, it's really good if you think of, if I think the next generation to be honest with yourself and sometimes not life's not all high and, and celebrate the little moments that are worth celebrating, but also realize you can learn from your mistakes. It's okay to make a mistake. Definitely. I've done that in my, in my career for sure. But that's really good advice for students. (laughs) Yeah, No, nothing. I mean, you know, speed trumps perfection sometimes. So just the act of getting it done and creating some action for positive change versus overthinking something and really not, not making things happen can also be your, your demise, right? So mm-hmm. I feel like it's okay to make mistakes. And as long as you learn from the mistakes and, and just, and maybe have a fresh perspective that maybe you necessarily didn't see before when you were just starting out in your career. So I feel through, through experience and knowledge, you, it just shapes you. It shapes you as a leader, So I I would say on a fun note, on an entertaining note, my high was I did run a national children's charity in London, England, their advertising campaign. From a personal point of view, it was remarkable because at the end of the day, we were supporting children that were in need across England Mm -hmm. um, and realizing and what their stories were, what they endured, and how do we not only raise awareness of the cause of supporting um, underprivileged children and um, children that were in need, but also raising funds and donations to support the cause. And then beyond that, we actually wanted to change some policy. So we did a massive NLP poll that that went out to the general public to change society's views on children and children and violence. And so it was just it was so fascinating. It was there's multi layers, and quite frankly, I learned a lot during that during that campaign and in my career. Because mm-hmm. I also touched upon things that I've never had experience in before, like policy and a lot of media relations. And it was just, it was awakening. It was fantastic. So my point there for the next generation is you never stop learning no matter what mm-hmm. stage you're at at your career. Um, on a fun note for that campaign, are you ready for it?
0: Yeah, let's go.
2: <laughs> I did shoot with Daniel Craig 007.
0: Okay, that's, <laughs> that's, oh, that's
2: high for sure. <laughs> I thought that would get you going.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> we, wow. I'm jealous.
2: <laughs> we did a radio shoot. And I have to say two things about him is a, he's absolutely charming. And the second thing is he donated his own time and flew from LA to London. I'll never forget. All oh. pro bono and for the cause.
1: That's amazing. So That's amazing. The, more, the
2: more celebrities and influencers can, that can be like that, the better, because he really believed in the cause and making a difference in the world. So if 007 and Daniel Craig's listening, thank you.
0: <laughs> thank you so much, 007. Daniel Craig, you're <laughs> amazing. I'm sure he tunes in every single week.
2: <laughs> On top of that, um, I, uh, my other favorite moment was a bit of highs and lows, but I, I was an entrepreneur, so I ran my own company. So I went from big agencies to boutique companies and decided why don't I take that lesson, the lessons learned and the knowledge and the experience and actually pivot and start my create my own company, It was called Liberty and Co-Communications. And it was, I ran it for five years working with some incredible CEOs and leaders of media agencies and brands. But I also worked with some great creators um, around the world. And I have to do a shout out to Director X and Taj. Who are just creative, creative geniuses? They're so talented. And Karina Evans is actually, I think, one of. She's in Toronto Life Magazine. She's one of the ones to watch from a female creative director point of view. And at that time, we launched Hotline Bling. Here's another one for you guys, Hotline Bling with Drake. We did the business launch. Oh my God! <laughs> we spoke to like fast companies of the world and and business press a, a globally about. The inspiration between Hotline Bling, so director X and I think Green also worked on um, Evans worked on it as well. So they were the masterminds behind the campaign, and I was there to really make them shine and make sure that people knew that they were the 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 creators behind the artist of you know bring it to mm-hmm. life. I've had some pretty amazing journeys.
0: That and- is amazing. <laughs> I feel like you're underselling how amazing that is because I'm just blown away right now.
2: So it's, you know, it's there are highs and lows. Um, <laughs> you also have to embrace the lows, like I said, and learn from it. You don't know what's around the corner, right? That
1: is amazing advice to also end off on. And it's a really great high to also end off on to being able to work with 007 Hotline Bling. Um, we do have one last segment. It's a very quick rapid fire. <laughs> Just the first thing that comes to your mind. Oh, I love that. Yeah, are you ready? Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm ready for I'm this. Exciting. Okay. <laughs> what is the last TV show you binged?
2: Ooh, Money Heist on Netflix.
1: Ooh, good one. I've
2: Amazing. been meaning to watch that. It's really That's, good. It's should definitely worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's completely addictive. I am going to confess here that one evening, I I think I was up with my partner, Fraser. Till four in the morning because we oh stop watching the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes the day a little bit challenging, but it is—it's addictive. So high octane for all the, uh you know, adventure aficionados out there. Highly suggest. Okay, yeah, next. they
0: make it really hard to you know not click next episode. That's for sure. <laughs> okay, next okay. question is: What's your favorite city that you worked in?
2: Oh, this one, top one top. might be. This one might be. I'm gonna say London, England. When I okay. arrived in London, there's just this underlying pulse and London is the epicenter of everything to do with culture and communications. Um, I also was really lucky to work on BBC, which is which is quintessentially British brand. It, it's just it was just such a fascinating time at um, working working there. So I would say London by far.
0: Amazing. And I did see on your LinkedIn that you mentioned that you worked a little bit with Dr. Who Torchwood, which was one of my favorite childhood shows. So
1: that's amazing.
2: Oh, my goodness. I completely forgot about that. Thank you. No, it was Russell T. Davis, who is the script writer of Torchwood. Yeah, absolutely. We did a shoot. We launched it. Um, He's brilliant, by the way. And we launched it in Cardiff because there was a Torchwood hub yeah sci-fi that's like the factor. center of the show <laughs> so I have to say I am not a fan of sci-fi until I read the scripts and that's another lessons learned for the next gen is you you know you don't know what you're going to get into so just have an open mind and stay curious um but I could talk forever about uh Russell T. Davis and <laughs> talk Anyways, anyway okay next question amazing what? okay we have yeah.
1: two more what is your current favorite song
2: oh another good one. Mm-hmm. Oh, my current. Okay, so I am a big. Oh, there's so many on my playlist right now. Sorry, I'm pausing to think about this. I know no, it's <laughs> hard. I don't think
0: I'd be able to answer it on the spot.
2: <laughs> I so I'm an old soul, but I also like new music as my daughter. Mm-hmm. So the last thing on my playlist was "What's My Name" by Descendants from Disney. Just so everyone knows, that's. that's on my playlist also (laughs) uh (laughs) because it's the last thing we played this morning
1: has some catchy songs though like I'll admit I've listened to them too
2: (laughs) I know I know they're very catchy for a five-year-old that wants to get ready and get out the door to go to school so that's that's on my playlist then I'm an old soul I love Van Morrison I love James Taylor and I'll throw one more out there just for fun to show my age I love The Grateful Dead
0: Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those are amazing. I definitely relate to that. Okay. And then um, final question is, will you be tuning into the Inside School podcast uh, on a regular basis? We release episodes every Tuesday, every Thursday. I'm so sorry. <laughs> every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, in my brain. <laughs> That's
2: okay. I mean, and you don't know what day it is with the pandemic. Um, How could I say no to you two? Amazing. This is wonderful. Oh. This is been such a fun experience um I'm so happy to share my story and and any insights I can to your um your business group and beyond so my last parting words is you know stay curious be yourself be open and just and also have a bit of fun along the way
1: And that's all we have for today's episode. We are so honored to have been able to speak with Shannon and learn about her amazing experiences and hear her words of wisdom. We hope that you walk away from this podcast episode feeling just a little bit more empowered and inspired. Remember
0: to keep an eye out on the Insider Media Group socials to stay tuned on what we're up to. We're so excited that the Spring 2021 Magazine Edition, The Roaring Twenties, is going live next week. To celebrate our 2020-2021 executive team and the many new voices that have joined us this year, we invite you to our first ever magazine launch party, Insider Through the Looking Glass. Join us on March 11th to meet our wonderful Insider family and get the exclusive details for our upcoming executive recruitment opportunities. We'll be launching our magazine and announcing the winners to the Hot Off the Press media contest. So this is definitely an event you won't want to miss. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. And we hope to see you next week on the next installment of the Inside Scoop.